You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Abby. And you're listening to Real Moms of Bravo, a weekly Bravo podcast where we recap your favorite Bravo shows in 30-ish minutes or less. I almost forgot our intro. Quarantine life has got me like that. But we're back and we're here to keep you entertained. And we might as well just jump right in. So, I mean, we've already, like we were talking before we got started, we always go through our notes and what do we want to touch on? And we were already debating our thoughts on family karma. So I think we should dive in. The big thing for this episode was, I don't even want, it's like a friendship rectangle. We've got Amrit and Vishal, you know, kind of in the similar corners, like same side. And we've got Bali and Anisha. And I felt like, Bali was in the whole playing messenger was making things a little bit worse than it needed to be. I think she was taking some of the things that Vishal said the wrong way. And particularly the whole, um, the, the whole thing about him not being close with Anisha, but you had a different thought. So when she, Bali yeah. and Anisha, they said they weren't close that Vishal said he's not close with Anisha anymore. You thought that was accurate. I thought I was pretty accurate only based on the body language and the tone of the dinner conversation. No, he didn't say that verbatim, but I felt like Amrit and when she wasn't completely, he wasn't, excuse me, Vishal was never completely standing up for Anisha. I felt like, I felt like he kind of was fallen by the wayside. He never followed up with her after they had their fight. Like I just felt like a lot of, especially too, when there was that con- the conversation made that does she have a crush on him? Like he never stopped any of that. So that that doesn't mean that she's any less of a friend, but I felt like if she was, if she is truly a good friend to him, that she would have, he would have stopped it and said, hey, let me call you. Bali saying some stuff. Want you to hear it from me and like nip it right there. I did think it was odd that his whole thing was like, oh, I'm going to wait and talk to her about it at this big event in front of a ton of people. That would have made me mad. I was actually really glad she ended up not going only because one, it would have been Amrit and Vishal talking to her. So I think anytime when it's two on one, you're going to feel a little bit attacked. And just knowing Anisha, I don't think she wanted to have that conversation with tons of people around or it just be a big thing where they're off to the side and everyone can see them yelling at one another. I thought that was not a good move. But I felt like the things that Bali was telling Anisha, particularly the whole like not being close. And then right after Amrit and Bali had the conversation about Amrit saying, I think she really does have a crush on him and all this stuff. I don't, I, one, I thought Bali, you know, then immediately calls her and tells her lies to Amrit and says she doesn't. So that made me kind of think, okay, we're not seeing all this. And I think Bali is instigating and stirring the pot a little bit, but I really didn't think, I mean, Vishal did say, am I close with Anisha? Yes. Am I closer with Amrit? Yes. So I think 
I wish Bali would have said it that way because and Ganesha took it as Vishal no longer thinks of her as a friend, which I don't think that was what his intent was. Totally. I so it's funny, I was telling you right before this, I had a little message exchange on Instagram with Bali. In my mind, and I'm like most of you sometimes, depending on a a Bravo episode and knowing the previews, I usually am multitasking watching things. But my interpretation and take, I thought she was a really good friend. I would want to know if people were saying those things about me, especially knowing with Indian Indian culture and um not having the the um the title of a home wrecker, I wouldn't want that for myself either. So I took it as she was probably doing a little more than she needed to, but at least she stood up for her friend and didn't really back down to them. She at least showed up, had the conversations, whether all everything she was saying, she remember correctly. Mm, yeah, she can. She I will say, it. I mean, if I had to pick out of all three of them who I would want to be like my best friend in real life. It would be Bali, even though she might be making things a little bit more dramatic than it needs to be. She 100% stood up for Anisha and defended her when Anisha wasn't at the... Um, it was for Diwali, but I forgot what the big, the name the, of the, the event. The fire, it was like fire something. Yeah. So she, you know, with Anisha not being there, I thought Bali really did show that she's a good friend. She has stayed in Anisha's corner the entire time, has pretty much told her everything, even though it's, I think some of it, you know, the game of telephone, as Vishal was saying. But one thing I noticed, I kind of put out there, I think Amrit actually is the one who's either competitive with Anisha or might have a crush on Vishal himself because... He's the one who keeps bringing this whole thing up about he thinks Anisha has a crush on him. So I'm like, "Mm, are you projecting? And two, Vishal said that Amrit was super drunk when he came out to Vishal. And Amrit said that is that is the way he came out. And I'm not faulting that at all. I think that would be a hard thing to do. Whatever, whatever way it's easiest for you to get it off your chest, you need to do that for yourself. But immediately after telling Vishal that he was gay, he said, what about you? And I it just made me think like, that's an odd thing to say to someone that's your best friend that you're coming out to. Like if I came out to you, I wouldn't then turn to you and say, Oh, are you gay as well? Unless I was hoping that. I mean, Abby, these are really good points. And that's a really, really good point. Actually. I think he's just, I think he's just petty and stirring the pot on his end. I didn't necessarily see that, but I think that's a really good point. I'm just throwing it out there. I wouldn't be shocked if Amrit admits on a reunion. Although there's rumors now that this won't get a reunion. So we'll see. Um, just because of everything with you know COVID-19 and it being a shorter season. But I wouldn't be surprised if later on we find out that there was a point in Amrit's life that he had a crush on Vishal. But uh, moving from one dramatic group of, you know, uh, family, uh, friends that are like family to another, Shaw's, I have to say I was very surprised by this episode mainly with Mike. I think Mike might actually be the most level-headed, reasonable person on the show right now. I agree with that. And also, I have made a note of this. He needs to have a baby. I would have never thought Mike would be so paternal. And watching him with Shams was actually very, very sweet. No, he didn't want to change the diaper. I just pictured him being the guy like doesn't know how to hold a baby, like would kind of panic if the baby spit up. Like I just pictured him being more of that kind of guy, but he was, he just went right for it. And I thought it was actually really, really sweet. I agree. I actually thought it was really cute when he was like, she's like, I might have to go change him in your bathroom. And he's like, go ahead. Or like, I don't know, a lot of single guys who have like their bachelor pad and fancy place might be like, oh, gross. You're gonna, you know, like you're going to yeah. change a diaper in my house. And he wasn't phased by it. And I know he's dating a woman with kids. I'm sure that has something to do with it. 
But I was really impressed when he was talking to Reza and the way he was talking to Mercedes. I think when you're the middle man, there, it's just so easy for you to, you know, make things worse or to get yourself in a situation where you're going to lose both friends out of this because you're not going to, you know, overtly take one side over the other. And he has played it perfectly and has somehow been able, for the most part, to maintain both friendships with Reza and Mercedes while also stating the fact that they are both at fault. I think he has done a really great job of just being blunt and honest with the both of them. I do think he's right that they should both apologize. 20 something plus years of friendship is not worth it. (laughs) After hearing the story that keeps changing, which destiny as we keep hearing that we'll move on to me, that shouldn't really be the reason why you end a friendship. However, I think they should apologize, stop the pettiness, stop the bullshit and just move on. I agree with that. I mean, yeah, I just, they've been friends forever. It's actually, it's just really, really heartbreaking to think about the fact that they're still not friends right now. Like sometimes you see the stuff play out in the back of your head, like, okay, next season, they're going to be friends again. Or you, you know, they're already friends again because you've watched what's happened in social media and they are still talking poorly about one another. And I just don't know if this friendship's going to come back. I don't think so. And that is sad. Because if you think about if they went on reality TV or not, whether or not that would ever happen. I kind of wonder had Tommy not went over to Reza's house and did everything that he did, if there would maybe be more of a chance. Because I think MJ, pre that happening, had a little bit of a stronger pull in terms of being a little slightly less at fault. But I feel like once that happened, and also when Reza shared aired the dirty laundry on Instagram and all that, I don't know. It just got really dirty really fast. Mike's summary of it, that was perfect. I was like, thank you, Mike. For all of us, you were like, wait, what, what happened again? I mean, we remember it, but you need a refresher. I, uh, I greatly appreciated his summary. The other part of this episode, though, that shocked me, other than Mike being seriously the most mature and grown-up person, I had no idea, and I guess I'm really bad at math, that Gigi's pregnancy now is not the pregnancy that we initially watched her in vitro happening. So I, like, I was floored that she had a miscarriage. I was so shocked. I did not expect that at all. It was heartbreaking. I think, too, in the manner of how she shared it as well was very surprising. And not surprised. I don't know. I think usually when you expect to see something like that in these types of reality shows, there's a little bit of a lead up of a conversation. I, I just was completely blindsided by it as news like that. Most people you normally are because you don't expect that. But it was super, super heartbreaking. And I I give her a lot of credit for one, just being brave and just being honest and raw in her emotions. Like her friends didn't even know she was pregnant and just goes to show like, you never know what people have going on in their lives. So be a little nice to them. Exactly. I mean, like when she was like, oh, looking back on the reason why I got out of there is because I was pregnant. I didn't want to deal with the stress. I mean, I think even Reza realized some of the things he's been stressing about seem very petty after that. But yeah, I just my heart breaks for her. I think it's great though that she shared this story. Uh, anytime someone on a reality show or that has, I hate the word platform, but has a strong following of people and they share those type of things, I think it just helps everyone else out there lose the stigma that goes around with it. It is just so shocking to me that miscarriages are so common, but it is it's one of those things like when you hear, you know, we all know a friend that's had one. If you don't wait a few more years and sadly you will. Um, I know you and I know several friends who have gone through this and I feel like it's still one of those things. that's like, Oh, don't tell too many people, but X, Y, and Z happened. And it's almost like this friend of yours has to live with this secret because I don't know if it's like, 
it's hard to describe, but there is like this sense of like you failed or you did something wrong, which is not the case at all. So anytime somebody shares that and makes it, I think just more out there in the public, it's going to make it more okay for other people to talk about it. So I, I really applaud her for sharing that on TV and talking to her friends about it. Absolutely. And I'm really interested to see how she ends up pregnant with her baby boy. And especially the next episode looks really scary with her in a hospital and everything. So clearly she put her body through a lot for this baby and this pregnancy. So I'm hopeful and, you know, thinking positively of her and praying that she has a great delivery. It seems like she would be close by now. Not really sure how far along she is, but I would imagine she's getting closer and closer to meeting her baby boy. Yes, I think so. I mean, She's had baby showers and stuff, so I think it's coming soon. Um, And then really the final part of this episode that just capped it off. This was a great Shaw's episode, I'll say. If you haven't watched it yet, you're in quarantine life and you're like, I don't know what to watch. I've got about an hour before I want to go to bed. Or you're in bed and you've got 45 minutes to kill. Watch this Shaw's episode. I, I really, really enjoyed it. And Vita's retirement party. So she has basically been a Macy's cosmetic person for over 30 years. She's a She's spritzer. Re- a spritzer. At they Bloomingdale's. Also skincare. Oh, Bloomingdale's. Why did I think Macy's? You're right. Bloomingdale's. I'm like, I don't okay. know if Vita would be at Macy's. <laughs> Probably not. That's just too, like, uh, too pedestrian for her. <laughs> but, uh, so they said she was a spritzer, but then Mercedes was talking about how, like, she gave it her own the best skincare advice. So I don't know if she just was in cosmetics. Yeah, that probably but- makes sense. She retires and they decided to throw her a surprise party and they all dress like her. And these costumes, I mean, people went all out, particularly the men. I was very impressed by Nima and Mike. It was hilarious. And I loved the devotion to it. I also love, um, as a quick side note, the warmth that we're seeing from Vita. If you remember previous Shaw seasons and MJ touched on this, she is kind of... (laughs) A little harsh, <laughs> putting it lightly, <laughs> hasn't always been the kindest to her daughter. So seeing her smile and just seem a little bit lighter and happy on her feet was actually really, really nice to see. But that being said, fights in costume, I'm all for Bravo, continue to bring that on. We see that a lot of Vanderpump rules, especially the men when they're in drag. It makes me laugh when oh my gosh. they're having I serious did- conversations and confrontations. That's like Vanderpump's favorite thing. They're like, oh, I need to like basically have a heart to heart, reveal everything that's on my chest right now. I better be in some obnoxious costume when I do it. But yeah, I just, for Shaw's, I thought it was great. And uh, I think we're going to have a pretty dramatic rest of the season. I agree with you though. Destiny's story keeps changing. I can't figure out what, how she's trying to position it and what she's trying to do. I mean, I think she's fucked. (laughs) It's really funny. When the reunion comes out and People with Shaw's do not hold back and they go right at each other because it's essentially like family. So there's no filter. There's no worrying about hurting someone's feelings. You can pretty much say whatever you want and know that because you love that person, eventually you'll work through it. But I don't, I mean, she is going to get eaten alive at this reunion because she tells, tells Reza one thing and Mercedes the other. Well, she, buy, I don't know. I, if I were her, I would just put my hands up and say, I don't even know what I'm telling y'all anymore. I'm sorry for my part in this and like end of story. Yeah. I think people would be mad at you, would be mad at her for that, but I think they'd get over it much sooner than her trying to like spin and sell through these stories that are no longer making sense. Like I can't even make sense of what she's saying. Uh, yeah, I I can't either, but I can't wait to see her throughout the rest of the season have to defend herself and 
I mean, in her lies, like I just, she's tangling up the story. And I feel like when people lie they, and they can't keep track of the story, they keep start, like they keep saying different versions of it and doesn't match up where if you know exactly what happened, you're going to stick to that because that's the truth. So, uh, interesting for destiny. Uh, I'm trying to give a good segue, but I can't. No, I mean, summer house we love, we're not going to talk about Vanderpump. Um, really the only comment I'll make on Vanderpump because we're sick and tired of the bullshit (laughs) that we're watching on TV is that we're finally getting to see James sober journey. So I was actually pleased to see that. That was probably my favorite part of this week's episode, but when they're having, what was an iguana reunion or funeral, not a reunion funeral, we're done. (laughs) So I I can't, that's our mention of Vanderpump. Yeah. We're Come on, Vanderpump. You, we deserve better as viewers. But Summer House, uh, one, I'm really annoyed with Luke. But most importantly, I'm just going to say it. There is no way Jordan is straight. I said this, like, I don't know how, how many other episodes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't get that at all. He aggravates the shit out of me in general. Gay or straight, I don't care. He's a punchable person. I want to punch him in the face. He is awful. He got mad at Jules. For wanting to have sex with him. She basically put him down on a chair and was like, it's your birthday and gave him a thing of champagne and fuzzy handcuffs. And all he's thinking is, I don't think you're the person I want to bring home to my mom. I don't think there's any guy in the world that thinks that. No. Is there a guy that'd be like, whoa, whoa, where's this coming from? I think any other guy would be like, I'm about to get laid from a hot girl on my birthday. Hell yeah. Like even I am like, dude, think with your dick on this Exactly. One. Like you, you think about that part afterwards, but you get it in. And uh, and I thought Jules, I give her props. I thought she handled it well. I'm really curious to see what's going to happen next week, not to go too far ahead. But I thought she handled herself well. And you know what, girl, if you want to. And the fact that she was reliving a fantasy he has about choking and was like very comfortable about sharing those details. My like, girl, get it. You need someone to be <laughs> just as. That's kind of how I felt too. I'm like, she's. She seems like she was okay with it being mostly physical. And maybe she wanted a little bit more because, I mean, he did tell her leading like weeks before leading up to this moment of them ha- finally having sex that he had a lot of feelings for her and all this. But I mean, she seemed like she was okay with it being mostly physical too. She kept trying to get to be to that point. No, I, th- I think the girl is like, Hey, I don't want to use my vibrator anymore. I actually want a real life dick in me and please, <laughs> please give it to me. Please. Sorry for being a little graphic there, Whoa. but I, you're a mother. I Vanessa. know, right? I know we don't talk about <laughs> these things, do we? But that's how I was interpreting it. And I don't think she had like a huge, like a, I agree with you. I don't think she had major feelings for him. I think this is Jordan's ego and, whatever asexualness going on there I'm just it's very very weird it's it's very weird but I also want to go back to the fact that I'm so pissed at Luke so this whole time I've been rooting for Luke and Hannah I think he I I love the flirting I like that he was kind of in it for the long game that like I just I was like he is hot he's a good guy I'm all on Luke's corner and then randomly he goes to dinner with Lindsay brings this girl with him and then decides when they all go to dinner to tell them that essentially he's not single. I thought it was really shitty. Although I will say when Kyle brought up, that's what Hannah did to him with Armand. I'm like, okay, that's a fair point, except he knew about Armand from the get go. That's the only difference in my opinion. He knew about Armand and continue to flirt with her. Cause I think he likes to chase. 
I think he kind of, he should have been a little more transparent with Hannah, especially when he started to see that Hannah was actually kind of like falling into his advances, if you will, like going on a motorcycle Mm -hmm. ride, willing to go on a date with him. Like he should have been more upfront and maybe he could be still dating two ladies now, who knows, but I'm unclear on where those two stand today. Um, yeah, I feel like they are teasing all of us because they do post a lot together and it seems like they definitely still like one another, but who knows? I think they're going to tease this remainder of the season. I also, though, I'm happy. I feel like Carl and Lindsay are going to start working towards being friends again. I'm happy with this only because I just think they definitely are done with even trying to be romantic with one another and watching at first. I, I mean, I, I think all of us are like, oh, this could be cute. Like, what if they really worked out? And then just the way it all imploded. I think we're all glad it's quickly over. And then unlike Vanderpump, they didn't drag it out for weeks and weeks and weeks. I agree. And I cannot wait for these, the episode where Jules and Danielle want to have a threesome with Carl or whatever that, whatever that is. Yes. I mean, I don't agree with it, but as a TV viewer who's in quarantine and wanting yeah. to live through vicariously through young people's lives, I guess they're our age. I shouldn't even say, well, we're still young, but anyhow, well, some of yeah, some of them are our age, some of them aren't. Because, like, Amanda and Hannah and Paige are and a little younger. But I think we're, like, 27, 28 for those hubs, listening. Kyle, we're, Carl, and yeah. But we're anyhow, mid-30s. Yes. I cannot wait to watch that go down. Um, and as Vanessa said, we're not talking about Pump. We already set our piece with that. But before we go into our shout-out and kind of wrapping up this week's episode... We are so excited. New York is coming back. We have Ooh, a new yes. cast member. Uh, I am because I think Vanderpump is just so awful right now. And we're all quarantined. Hopefully, if you're not staying home, stay home. Don't like don't think that you're above this. Please stay home and watch Bravo. It's the best thing you can do for yourself and everybody right now. But I think Bravo needs to give us more TV to make staying home a little bit easier. And they're not doing it with Pump. So I'm so excited New York is coming back. Oh, cannot wait for New York to come back. We'll go, we'll dive in about the first episode in our next episode, but I'm so excited to have the women of New York back. And Bravo actually has released some New York, Real Housewives of New York swag, which is actually really done well. And it's actually kind of cute. They have you bought any yet? I feel no, like I'm tempted. I've been buying stuff every single day. I'm going to target drive up like four times, like every day for random shit. Like I was telling Abby, I bought M&Ms and Twizzlers to eat. And so it's just like, actually my husband came with me today to do a target drive up. Cause I think we were all just wanting to get out of the house. Yeah, it's an adventure I, these days, but I didn't tell him what the stuff I bought. And I, I don't know if anyone else does this with target drive up. But you're like, Oh, I only need a few essentials. So you'll get a few things. And then you're like, Oh wait, I need one more thing. So then you do another order. And then it's in your head. Like well, I'm already going to put Target to pick this stuff up. I might as well get the random shit I've been wanting for a while anyway. So I had three orders and they did them all in a bunch of separate bags. So when they roll out this cart, the grocery cart, there's no one else in the, in the drive up, like pickup line besides us. And Kevin's like, what all did you order? And the lady there's like laughing. Cause he's like, what is in here? What is this? And I was like, don't worry about it. And she goes, starts like my husband Kevin goes honestly honey we don't even have that much stuff here right now so she couldn't have done too much damage so props to that uh, target lady and I've done that before as well where you like forget something then you make it it you know what they're making our lives convenient yeah (laughs) judgment and it's not like I feel like it'd be more annoying for them if I did it like three days in a row wouldn't you rather me just do pick up my three orders in one swoop and then you're done with it exactly 
Yes. But uh, that does, there's my random moment. There's yes, some there's our random. <laughs> yeah, not a shout out to Target. Our actual shout out uh, goes to one of our amazing followers and listeners. Kate, we love you. She is so amazing. Like she's always been listening to us. She's so sweet. We love messaging with her and she is going to give us ideas on things that we can do with our kids because I don't know if anybody saw on Instagram. I legitimately, one of the things I picked up from Target was face paint and I will probably be doing that. I'm hoping I can save it for the weekend, but I'm going to let my kids face paint my face because I'm running out of shit to do. So Kate, we love you. I know Vanessa, you wanted to give her a little shout out. Yes. I want to give her some love. We just love how kind you all are. I think this is a community of moms, non-moms too, but just people. I think in this time being together and supporting one another is more important than than ever and just staying connected. And the fact that Kate took time out of her day and it was willing to share something for us a small little gesture like that can make the world's difference. So be kind to everyone, offer a little kind gesture, make yeah. someone's day. It's just more important now. I think that we can't actually hug and <laughs> I know. hang out I together. Think, it's very strange. I think that people are finding ways to connect with one another. And so be thankful for those that are setting up zoom happy hours to keep your friends together. I know it's like weird and everyone ends up talking over each other some of the time, but it is nice to see faces and just to talk to one another. Uh, so I agree. I think be kind and most importantly, I think just be patient. Everyone's going to go through this in different phases and you know, you might be past the anxious phase and someone else's. And so I think we all just need to be patient and compassionate. Um, and so with that, if you want to see our roller coaster of our emotions that we are experiencing daily, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Real Moms of Bravo. We really, I feel like have no filter now on what we're sharing and not no, sharing we don't. on our stories because it just, we're all stuck in our houses and we're all going through this. So uh, for a little entertainment, uh, be sure to follow our Instagram. And if you're not already subscribing to our podcast, please do so. We love being able to interact with listeners such as Kate and other people that have messaged us and left us reviews. We so appreciate it. So if you haven't done so already, please leave us a five-star review. And with that, we will catch you next week. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're Body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At Body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a Pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah. You will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com.